0: Amen. Wow, that's powerful. Thank you, Praise Team. Uh, You know, in life, sometimes we have to have divine interruptions. Our God doesn't want us to get too structured in order that we can't listen to Him. And I just got a message a few minutes ago uh, about a warrior of this house, and that's Bo Whitehead. Bo Whitehead is currently in the hospital. Uh, No more details were given to me, but I'd like to stop now and pray for Bo before we get started. Father God, we come before your presence. Lord, I know that there is no distance for you. And right now where Bo is, I pray that you put your mighty hand upon him and you touch him from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet. And Lord, you know what he needs. God, I thank you for this man. He has been instrumental to me and my family. I know he's been instrumental to this body here, this family. And God, he's touched so many people. And now, Father, you said we could have what we asked for, and right now we ask you to touch him. Meet every need, be with every doctor, every nurse, everyone that's around him, and just touch him in a special way. And we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Well, I tell you what, uh, Rodney wasn't kidding last week. I don't mind getting a drink of water. When you're standing up here and Lala Young is standing behind you, you got pressure on you, okay? I say so he skipped out last week because she would not hear. But I want to tell you what, uh, the praise team is moving. So I don't know how many more of you are going to sell your house, but they are moving us. It's no longer time to be stationary, okay? It was time for us to advance. You know, the enemy's backed us up, didn't he? During this time... We've we've kind of taken some steps back, and it's time now that we've had enough. I don't know about you, but I've had enough of it. I've just had enough of it. Now, I'm not telling you to go out there and do something that you shouldn't do that's unhealthy. I'm just saying that we've got to go on advancing to take back. So uh, before we get started, a couple quick questions for you. Uh, This is for my own personal benefit. I'll explain to you why. How many cooks do we have in the house? We got any cooks. Don't be ashamed. Now, if you can cook, hold your hand up. My wife's on the front row. Now, 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 I want you to keep that hand up if you're a good cook. Okay, you're a good cook. All right, I'm writing your names down. I'm coming over and, and uh, you know, some, some people are given the gift of cooking. I was given the gift of eating. So there's no sense in y'all cooking without somebody to enjoy what, what, you're, what you're cooking. I'm going to come eat for you, okay? I'm your guy. Now, if you want me to cook for you, you're in trouble. But uh, according to my kids, I can make a mean grilled cheese, all right? Uh, but far after that, I might boil water. That's dangerous. Uh, but thank God uh, my wife was gifted with the uh, the gift of cooking. Uh, you can tell I haven't missed any meals. So, And just for the record, I'm not planning on it. Now, you know, uh, those of you who know me, uh, you know I've been known to chase a few rabbits. So if I chase a rabbit today, I want you to forgive me. But you know, I have found some of my greatest treasures in life when I thought I was looking for something, but it turned out that a surprise showed up. I found a treasure that maybe I didn't need right that minute, but it was very necessary. Uh, and beneficial in life. So, if I chase a rabbit, uh, uh, y'all just forgive me. But I was having a conversation last Sunday night, and uh, I'm not going to use the person's name because I didn't get permission beforehand. But I think it's very relevant, and they'll probably know who it is when I say this. But we were talking about our experience that we had on First Wednesday. If y'all were here on the First Wednesday service, okay. Yes, Ms. Pamela said it well. That was good. Well, unfortunately, I got to be in the tail tell into that. There was enough disruption in my schedule that I didn't make it to the very end. But I want to tell you something. The residue of that, okay, just the residue of that was pretty powerful to me. So, but those of y'all that was here in the beginning and you stayed all the way to the end, you got a tremendous blessing. And I thought about that as, I was having a discussion with somebody that experienced it. It was describing it. And so this is what came to me. So I'm going to chase my rabbit in the beginning. I know this is a bonus. Anybody like bonuses? I mean, if you're working and they come in and say, wow, you've done a great job, I'm going to give you this extra money. Y'all like that, don't you? Yeah. So if you buy something and they all of a sudden they put on that package, you got a bonus. We're going to add 33% to it. So this is a bonus. Revelation happens where preparation and expectation intersect. Okay? Now that may not mean anything to some of y'all, but I think it means something to some of us. You see, I believe what was so powerful about First Wednesday was there was an expectation, okay? But we know there was preparation, right? And because of those two come together, there was revelation that God gave. And and so, if we'll look for that in our life, if we'll live by that, if we'll prepare uh, to meet God, and then we'll expect that we're going to meet Him, He's going to show up. He's going to give you a word when you need it. Yeah, and I needed that for this. So, full disclosure, It's a great day for me and my family. Today, we're going to celebrate the 90th birthday of my mother-in-law. And so, I don't know if any of you in here are 90, but I'm very thankful for this lady who's been in my life for almost 41 years. She is a mom to me, just not a mother-in-law. She is a mom to me, and I'm very thankful for her. But tomorrow is a very special day for me. Tomorrow... Was Easter in 1987 when Jesus found me? Okay, so I didn't find Jesus because he wasn't lost, but I was. Jesus found me in 1987 on Easter night. And that's a special time for me. Now, sometimes we laugh and joke with Rodney, uh, he's watching. Uh, about when we get to know, notified of when we're going to get to speak. And we were talking this morning, I'm not going to quote anybody, uh, but it was the youth pastor. Uh, <laughs> his initials are Caleb Hill, uh, by the way. But he'll say, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll get me real close. But you see, my notification about when to speak about the, the God of this universe, The one that saved my soul happened on April 19th, 1987. Okay? I got notified then that at some point in time, we got to be able to give an account for our faith, right? We need to be able to be witnesses. We're going to talk about what we've seen, about what God is doing in our lives. He didn't call us to be judges. He didn't call us to be the jury. He called us to be witnesses. So we all get to proclaim the Word of God on a moment's notice. Live out and speak out about what God's doing in you. So I was thinking about when, when I was asked. I had plenty of time, Brother Roddy. <clears throat> uh, you see, he knows me well because if I have too much time, I tend to overthink, okay? And that's dangerous. But I want to be obedient and listen to the Lord. Y'all know... Of those of y'all that have been with me, know that I'm going to do it different. Praise the Lord. Brother Rodney will be back next week, and he'll fix everything I mess up. So, and, I, and I was thinking about what could I share. And I don't know about you, but I have been thinking a lot about our experience in, the, in, in 2020. And in, in, in 2020, as a, an older sister, 2021, so we don't really know what to do with her. You know? So we're kind of, oh, can we do this, can we not do that? she's old enough to do what she wants to so we don't really know you know can we talk to people can we speak to people oh lord can we touch people Now i'm going to tell you something it's been tough on me because i'm a chronic hugger okay i love to hug that's my expression uh don't talk to monica because she'll tell me that's not good but uh I'm very thankful for my wife. You know, I want to tell you something. This morning, she called me up. She said, hey, I want to pray for you. So I went up, because my wife told me to. I went up there, and uh, she prayed for me before I come down here. Now, I want to tell you something. If you have a spouse, or you have a significant other in your life, you're dating, pray for them. Because when you pray for your spouse, but good things that happen, because they'll start to believe. If they believe in you, you can believe in yourself. Amen? So she prayed for me, and I thank you. So I was thinking about what could I share this morning? And, and so there was a lot of things. I've been working on some stuff. As a matter of fact, the, I, I was awakened awake this morning at 4.30, and the Lord gave me something else. And I'm like, do I do that today, Lord? And, and so we wrestled until about 5.30. Then I went back to sleep. And so we're not going to get that one today, but apparently that's for someday in the future. So I had something that I wanted to talk about, but it didn't quite fit together. So as you know, when you're planning a big meal, those of you at Good Cooks, that I got your name down now, and you're going to cook for a lot of people, you want to make sure that you have everything that you need. And sometimes you'll think, well, I'm very good at this, but you know what, today this will be a little bit different. And I've got everything I need, so we're going to go with this. And and most of the time, those meals turn out to be the best. Sometimes you have surprises. But my question I want to ask you, because I love to ask questions. Okay, I'm I'm very inquisitive. I'm analytical, love to study. I want to tell you something, I've been studying every one of you for a long time. When you come in here, I'm watching you. I can tell some stuff about you. Um, and you sure you can tell some stuff about me, too. So, but I love to study people and to see how they are because God has put in my heart to want to minister. And I want to love on people. When you're hurt and I hurt too, and that's why I want to hug you. I want to let you know that God loves you. Okay? And sometimes you just need to hear that. There's, there's some dark days and we just need to know somebody loves us. So I want to ask you this question today. How did I get in this? That's a crazy question. How did I get in this? I don't know if you've ever been in any situation, and you kind of throw your hands up to, how did I get in this? Now, I'm going to warn you. Uh, It's a little different today for me. Uh, I'm going to throw that question at you. And I'm going to build a foundation. And I'm going to come back and we're going to answer that towards the end. That's okay. So, uh, the scripture that that really resonated in my mind was uh, John chapter 10, verse 7 through 10. Then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers. But the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If any enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have life more abundantly. You see, I was thinking about um, where we've been at. In these recent times because it it really is still going on to some degree we've been in a war see I don't know if you realize that you know one of the most dangerous things that you can experience in life is you enter a battlefield and don't realize there's a war going on okay now it's one thing to go to war and I know we have people in our congregation here that are in our military and I'm very thankful for all those that you have served this country. You've, uh, you, you do it with honor. And I'm very thankful for you. You risked your life to, to give me the freedom to be able to stand up here and talk about the Word of God. So thank you. Some of you have been in real war. Well, they're using real bullets. We're not practicing. We're, we're using real bullets. We know real bullets to do damage. You see, but as a Christian, we are in the army of God. Okay? And there's a war going on between good and evil continually. And sometimes we discount what that is. So so I was thinking about, you know, uh, as I was trying to figure out what I might talk about today, I I come across this was kind of, uh, it may be simple, but I think it really applies. And and I think we'll find that it goes together today. See, there's three types of military strategies. I'm going to see if this resonates here, If we can connect it. First of all, is attrition. Okay? Those of you who are in the military, you know about these things a lot better than those of us that have never served. Attrition. Attrition is where you gradually reduce the strength or effectiveness of someone or something through sustained attack or pressure. Hmm. The second strategy is annihilation. Well, we know what that word is. Complete destruction or obliteration. Okay? Oh, but here comes the third one. Exhaustion. It's the action or state of of using something up or being used up completely. Okay, go back to what we talked about a few minutes ago. The enemy, the thief, comes to steal. Okay? And he comes and to kill. Okay? And to destroy. Does that not sound like We're going to do it through attrition. I'm I'm going to just keep bombarding you, constantly attacking your strength till you can't stand up and fight anymore Till you give up to the point where you give up. Some we have seen that He completely annihilated. He will take us out. Okay? But Lord, look at number three. Exhaustion. See, how many people right now could say, I'm exhausted. You know, we get tired, we get weary. When we get tired and weary... We just can't do things in life that we normally would do, right? I know every one of us could hold our hand up to this and say, I've been exhausted before. Physically exhausted. Mentally exhausted. When you're so tired that you can't think anymore. When you're past everything. See, the enemy is warring against us in the way that you know, he can get to us. Some, he is going to come straight on to annihilate. And he's going to be successful. Some of us, he's going to have to fight and he's going to have to do it through attrition where he's not going to let up. I mean, I'm looking at some of you. I've watched you. You're going through one thing. Then here comes another thing. Then here comes another thing. Our pastor and Miss Debbie have gone through some of these things. It's not just been one thing. Lord, one thing is enough. Okay? But then when you start... Having one more thing come on. One more thing. When I was uh, younger, uh, growing up, I had a good friend, and our families used to go to the beach a lot together. And uh, we were probably 11 and 12 years old, and we just enjoyed playing in the ocean. And uh, we, Luckily, we would always had the time to, to find us one of the little small rubber boats, uh, inflatable. And uh, we played a game, is, so we'd take turns, and one of us would get in the boat, and the other one would drag us out into the waves and try to throw you out. And so one year we went down there and uh, the tide was, was, was really strong. And the waves were just higher than normal. You know, I felt like we were in Hawaii, you know, the 25-foot waves they surf on. I mean, it just seems like they were just, you know, just strong one after another after another after another after another. And so so of course it was fun when you go in there and, and you're trying to throw your buddy out, you know, he didn't he held on to that one, but then here comes the next one, and we throw him out, you know, and then and and then there came a wave after I got him one or two or three times, and then this good wave came, and then when it knocked him out of the boat, I couldn't find him. So fear set in as I drowned him, you know. And so, but, but isn't life like that, where there's just one more thing. There's just one more thing. No, it wasn't enough that we, we can get the coronavirus, which we do know will take you out, okay? But then there's the fact that we, we can't get together. You can't touch anybody. So we got isolated. What does the enemy do? Uh, Peter tells us that our enemy, the devil, is like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Lions, when they attack animals, always look for the weakest in the herd. And what they do is they keep surrounding that animal till they can isolate them. When they can get them out of the herd, then that's when they're going to make their move. And then we know pretty much annihilation comes in after that. That's the way the enemy operates. That's what we've been facing. You know, I'm very thankful we've been able to come back somewhat mask-free. We can sit a little bit closer together. And we can experience the love of God. You know what? We're more powerful together than we are by ourselves. Amen? Amen? So you've been fighting some stuff on your own. And attrition has set in. Where the enemies come and, and, and isolated you and just... One to attack after another, and, and you can't get to somebody to help you. See, I was, uh, I, I was kind of studying the, uh, the structure of the Army. Uh, I don't know that much about it, so for those of you that, that have served in there, uh, please uh, excuse me, but this is my basic understanding of it. If I get it wrong, uh, I know about five guys that will straighten out for you real quick. But I was looking at the structure of the U.S. Army, and, and this is what I found. There's a group of about four soldiers that's called a fire team. And then there's a squad, which is four to ten. And then there's a platoon, which are two or more squads. And then there's a company that's three to five platoons. There's a battalion that's uh, four to six companies. There's a brigade, which is two to five battalions. There's a division, which is three or more brigades. There's corps, which are two or more divisions. There's a field army, which are two or more corps. There's an army groups, which are two or more field armies. So what did you say all that for? Did you see the togetherness there? We are part of the family of God, the God that is the God of this universe, this planet. We are part of the family of God. So if we look around and we talk about a fire team, that's our core. If any of you were on, uh, came uh, two months ago when I spoke, I spoke about three groups. Uh, you've got your core, you've got your circle, and you've got a crowd, okay? So go back and watch that. I won't run over that one again. But you see, in, in, in this time period that we're fighting, we need a core. We need some people that's got our back. We need somebody that's watching after us. to say, Ooh, uh, let me pray for you. We need somebody we can go to and say, "Hey, would you pray for me?" If you don't have that today, I want to challenge you to find you somebody like that. You know what we 're not destined to do life alone. we wouldn't. We were born by ourselves unless you're a twin. We were born by ourselves, but we were never supposed to be by ourselves after that. so if we look at How we progress up through there, you see, when we get a a few small groups going on, if we have our platoon, and I I watch the youth, and uh, they're exciting to me. They got a lot of energy and a lot of ideas, and and, and so some of them like to do this group, some like to do this group and this group, but boy, you get them together. You get the platoon working on, and you can do some stuff, okay? You can start affecting people. You can start taking territory. You can pray for people. And you can see God move in a mighty way. And then, you know what, it's good to be a part of the family. The family of this church. Just like with our brother Bo, who's in the hospital right now. Where you have people you know that's going to pray for you. How much easier is it to deal with something when you know that you've got a brother or sister that's praying for you, that cares about you, that will call you or text you. So you're probably going to get all that from me. If you give me your number, you're in danger that I'm going to send you something. Okay, It's going to tell you. Uh, there's a group here that I text uh, every day. Some not quite as often because I could tell they, and they put it down that they didn't want me to text them back. So I was like, okay. Uh, but I'm going to still pray for you. How about that? So We need that. Brother Caleb talked to us about small groups. I want to tell you something. We need to be in a group. And and you think, well, I'm not sure if I want to get that close to other people. Well, get close to a couple people. It don't take many. I've watched some of the ladies at this church that go over there and they serve at the Common Grounds and they have a great time. And Lord, they break out in a small group where they go eat tacos. You know, they're having fun and they're, they're talking about Jesus. Okay? So it don't have to be that we're going to read the whole Bible tonight. Okay? It's not, it's not like that in every group. But I want to tell you something. It is good to have a group where you can come and grow deeper in the Lord. Now we're talking about, we've got a a, a very wise man at this church that is talking about that next step, which is going deeper in the Word. And I want to tell you something, he can go deeper in the Word. Now see, I'm kind of the shallow water swimmer, you know. I'm good with getting my feet wet. I might take you up to your knees, maybe to your waist. But I want to tell you something, he will lead us into the deeper things of God. Do you know that you're not swimming until you get in the water that's over your head? Because See, if you're in the shallow end and you're bobbing up and down, you can stand up. You're not swimming. You're floating. But when you get out there and you've got to trust your ability to keep you above the water, you're swimming. And we need to get that way in the Word of God, don't we? We need to learn the deeper things. Thank God for what we've learned. And I'm not here to uh, condemn you, so... If all you know is Jesus loves me, this I know. That's powerful, okay? Uh, Some of you in here could probably uh, quote the whole book of Revelations. Uh, I'm not there with you, okay? I know a few scriptures, uh, but I don't know that many. So, we need that. And so... Here's another thing that I saw that the Lord kind of spoke to me. In these three areas, to steal, and it's progressive, and to kill, and to destroy. The enemy is attacking us in these areas right now. So, he's attacking us in our health. He's attacking us in our wealth. This is kind of different. He's attacking us in ourselves. We get disconnected, we lose confidence. We lose confidence, we lose strength. We lose strength, we can give up easy. Okay? And we're talking about advancing. We're talking about advancing now. It's time to start advancing. As you feel comfortable, those that are watching on Facebook, as you feel comfortable, we will love to have you back because we are better with you. Now, I know that there are several that it's a good idea for them to stay home because of their their health, their high risk. I I, I know that. But if you can come back, we need you. I'm looking at enough seats here. There's room for you. Okay? So right now I'm going to challenge you to do this. If you've got an empty seat beside you, on either side, I want you to look at that. And would you make a commitment in yourself that you'll say, you know what? That's my seat that I'm going to find somebody to sit in. I've got a mission now. I'm going to find somebody I can bring, I can tell about and we, we can we see that day where the Lord fills this back up till we go to overflowing. See, I have a, a personal dream of what's going to happen here at, at the dwelling, at Auburn Heights. Uh, Brother Ed, when he spoke a few weeks ago, he shared a vision that God gave him. Now he's talking about numbers of people coming. Numbers. You know what? Every number and every person is somebody that Jesus died for. Everybody, everybody you meet, everybody you meet, whether they want it or not, is somebody that Jesus died for. So as we look at that question that I ask you, how did I get in this? And what is this? See, I wanted to kind of lay out this for you. Uh, sometimes we talk about we're fighting with the devil. And, and so I looked at what some would define uh, fight is. Fight is a violent confrontation or struggle. This is usually between a person and another person or a person and something, okay Sometimes we talk about I got in a fight on the way to church. Anybody that's married know anything about that. y'all better look straight ahead and do not say anything. but you know when 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 my wife's sitting up here and uh <clears throat> Uh, i got to confess now because she's in here. Y'all, y'all haven't been delivered a gossip and y'all are going tell her what I said. So I better say it and be honest about it. But we've come to church and we made y'all think everything was good. But it wasn't good before we got here. And I want to tell you something. We were smiling until we got a little bit down the road and it wasn't good again. Okay? Don't we do that? We'll fight, won't we? Then there's a battle which was defined as a military engagement that is defined in duration, area, and force commitment. Oh, We've been in some battles in 2020 and 2021. And a little bit larger than that is war. We use the word war. Uh, An extended military engagement between forces. Okay? You know, just a side note, little rabbit here. Do not Get caught up fighting your own and forget about that you're in a war. We do more damage to the cause of Christ than the body of Christ with fighting with each other over something that wasn't really important. And the enemy's got us fighting each other so we can't be at war with Him. Amen? So, I ask you a question in the beginning. How did I get in this... We could put the word fight in there. How did I get in this fight? How did I get in this battle? How did I get in this war? I, I have two, not the only two, possibilities. Okay? But there's two possibilities. You get in these things, the fight, the battle, the war, because you choose it. See, I'm going to tell you about, just quickly about a, a story in 1 Samuel 17. There was a young boy named David. There's plenty of examples in, in the Bible, but I'm going to just kind of narrow these down for time. But there was a young boy named David. He was the eighth son of Jesse. And, and Jesse, uh, we know that Saul and the army went out to fight against the Philistines. And so they're out there. And so he sends David, a teenager, and, and, and go check on your brothers. I'm going to send you some cheese and, and some, something to eat. Go check on your brothers. Now, I kind of thought about that story for a minute. It's like, what kind of dad would send his young child to a war? Go see how it's going. We don't know how it's going. You know, wars are not pretty things, okay? A lot of things happen bad during a war. So he shows up. And for 40 days, Goliath had been coming out, challenging the armies of the Almighty God of Israel, taunting them. You know, send out your best fighter and we'll fight. And whoever wins, you know, that we we won't send anybody else out here. That's going to be the victor. David shows up doing what he was supposed to do. He hears the challenge come out of Goliath, and he got mad. He said, Who is this uncircumcised Philistine who has defied the armies of God? Who is he? Who does he think he is? And then he spoke up and said, I'll go fighting. So he chose to get in that fight. You know, you know. think about this. You go back and read the story. His oldest brother, Eli, started, wanted to start a fight with him. You know, aren't you supposed to be watching the sheep? What are you doing out here? The same brother for 39 days had listened to this defiance and this challenge. And every time he come out, the army of Israel would cower and run back into tents. David shows up and said, Nah, we're not going to go down like that. I'll fight him. Now you you know the, the the outcome of that story. Okay. And then the other possibility I want to share with you today is it chooses you. See, we sometimes we can choose it, but sometimes it chooses us. Okay. How, do you, how many of you have ever been in a fight and you didn't even see it coming? Hmm? Now again, if you're married, please look straight ahead now because I, I, uh, Ed's not doing marriage counseling this week so we don't need any. Okay, Mark, I'm watching you over there. I see you. So... We can't help you, Mark. <clears throat> but you didn't see it coming. And what are you going to do? Wow, if we start up in the ante and we start talking about the different levels of conflict and we're in a battle and you didn't even know it was coming. Or you're in a war, which is far more serious. You didn't see it coming. How did I get here? An example that I found about, about this was in Psychic Chronicles chapter 20. So if you'll go back and read that, we know that uh, the people of Moab and Ammon and, and the Word of God in the New King James Version said some others gathered, other people came to war against Jehoshaphat and Judah. And he heard about it. All of a sudden, we don't have time to get ready for this fight. It's coming, and it's coming quick. And we know if you go on and read the story, Jehoshaphat called for a fast, and they prayed the Lord told him, <laughs> stand still. Uh, this is mine. I'm going to take care of this. But think about that. We're going to face these things in our life. You see, yesterday, I had several opportunities which the enemy always uses me, against me. The times that I get an opportunity to speak the Word of God, he always triggers me to try to get into a fight about something, and it's usually with my wife, okay? So I, pencil me in, Ed, for marriage counseling, okay? I'll be your first customer. So, But, but he does, and, and, and yesterday was no exception, okay? He, 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 he wasn't successful the first time, so he tried again. Like, no, not today. And he tried again, and, then he, and, and even closer to the end of the day, he was like, I'll try one more time. And and, and I said, no, I'm not going to fight the person that's on my side and on my team because I've got a war that I need to be against the enemy. Now today, we have an opportunity. If you want to get to be a part of this army, this group right here, this family right here, the family of the, of the dwelling of Auburn Heights, if you want to get to be a part of this group, today's a good day. To my left, to your right, there's a hallway. If you've never been that way, if you want to join this church, today's a great day. If you want to be a part of this family, you just go through that door. Uh, first door on the right is our prayer room. Great place to be if you ever need prayer. And I'm going to tell you something without apology. There are some prayer warriors in this church, okay? There are some prayer warriors in this church. And you know what we think? We only need to pray when there's an absolute crisis. But why not pray before that ever gets there, okay? Why not pray before we start having fights, okay? before we have to go to war. Alright? So today, I just want you to think about that challenge. What are you facing? What are you in? Did it choose you? Or did you choose it? And every day when the enemy is trying to trigger us from the purpose of God to fight against prevent you from coming to being in the house. Because I want to tell you, I think there's two reasons we come here. We come here to receive, and we love that part of it, don't we? I'll show up, hope the preacher's good, hope Rodney's here. Worship team's always off the chain, so you don't have to worry about that part. Okay? Okay? But sometimes, they do take it to another level. Can I get amen? But the other thing you come here for is not for what you can get, but what God wants you to give. You could be the answer to a person's problem. Three people over from from you on the same pew. And that's why we come. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, I come before you. Lord, I thank you for the time God, I thank You for how You speak to me and Lord, what You're doing in my life. And Father, right now, I I know that uh, they heard my voice, but God, everything that's not from You, would You help them forget that? And Father, for all those that that need something, Lord, let them uh, hear that from You today that it might meet their needs and, and their situation. Lord, to help us to be aware that Yes, the enemy is coming to kill and steal and destroy. But God, I thank you that Jesus came to weaken, to have life, to have more abundantly. Lord, I just love you and I praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.